This podcast is brought to you by StoreMaven. I won't lie, I am an employee at StoreMaven, so I want to tell you a little bit about why it's the greatest company on earth. If you're interested in growing your app in any way, organically, paid, both, we have tools to help you do it, whether it's optimizing your creatives, measuring the success and the effect of different efforts that you're taking, or just telling you what people look for in an app. We're here to help you do it. Don't be afraid to test and don't get scared too quickly. I think there are a lot of things to do to improve results and you should keep testing and iterating without hesitation. Welcome to Mobile Growth and Pancakes, a podcast by Stormaven. We break down how and why mobile apps grow. In each episode, we invite a mobile growth expert onto the show to break down a specific mobile growth strategy, how it worked, why it worked, and what they would do differently. I'm your host, Esther Schatz. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mobile Growth and Pancakes. I'm your host, uh, Jonathan Fishman. I'm VP Marketer, uh, VP Marketing here at Stormhaven, and I'm really excited to be here today with Maka, a User Acquisition Manager at Papumba. Hey, Maka. Hey, Jonathan. What's up? Do you want to introduce yourself a bit? Yes, sure. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I'm Macarena. Uh, you can call me Maka. I'm a User Acquisition Manager here in Papumba. That is a subscription app from a NetTech startup that offers a lot of educational content for kids, such as games, books, and videos. Um, I've been working in performance marketing for almost six years now. And previously, I worked in one of the biggest gaming companies here in Argentina. So I have been in mobile growth for quite some time. And well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I love to be here. Awesome. Thank you for, for joining. Um, so can, can you give us a bit more background on like the team size and specifically the, the app, like what kind of users you're targeting? I know it's content for kids, but is it their parents? Um, what's, uh, can you give us some more details? Yeah, sure. So uh, in terms of users, we have, of course, both sides. We are mainly focusing on parents, uh, but we also have uh, the, the kids size where we, we, we can, that, that we can reach. Um, in terms of, of the team uh, here in Papumba, uh, for marketing, we have uh, our growth team uh, focusing mostly in retention and conversion. And well, uh, me from the other side uh, as a user acquisition, um, I work with, with uh, the content team and uh, a designer uh, to, for all the, the, the user acquisition and creative strategy. And well, we are still a few, but growing month, uh, every month. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And you mostly grow through uh, paid, uh, paid campaigns. What, what are your top channels? Yes, we start um, we start working with pay campaigns six months ago. Uh, so it's a brand new strategy for us. Uh, Papumba has grown uh, every year uh, organically, so the, the product grows for itself. So uh, yeah, uh, user acquisition is a is a new part of the um, of the growth, and we are also activating different uh, growth fuels such as automation and different growth growth strategies um so yes it's a brand new all the all the marketing marketing team awesome that that's really exciting an exciting uh, spot to be in so today we want to talk a bit about uh, th- that kind of phase where um, you're starting out with user acquisition and you're starting to actually scale the operation and focus a bit about that so 
can can you walk us through um when folks think about when do they know it's the right time to actually scale user acquisition they tried it out they experimented a bit with a few channels when when do you know when it's time to really you know throw in a ton of paid budgets and uh, scale the, the operation okay yes so I think the decision to start buying like new users of course it it comes from the necessity to grow faster, but I think that everyone wants that, right? So I, I could say that a good moment to start thinking about UAE efforts is when you know you got the, the basics covered, uh, meaning that when you have, the, the of course, the broad market feed, a uh, good retention, a good funnel conversion rates, and so on. So once we saw that, the as, as I mentioned, the, that the conversion and retention rates were competitive according to the industry benchmarks and according to our, our competitors, of course, the company here, of course, Papumba, decided to that it was the right time to turn on this this fuel, as I as I mentioned. Um, I think it's a little bit disappointing to to create a, a user acquisition strategy that doesn't work due to the the poor ex- user experience uh, within the product. So. Uh, as I mentioned, you have to, to get the, those basic cover. And I think that, that you can optimize a lot of things in performance campaign, but if the product or, or the user experience uh, should be valuable enough to, to cover the, the high cost uh, acquiring new user hubs, right? Um, so going back to moving to, to the scale of, of user acquisition, when it, as you mentioned, when you have a, a few channels and little budget and and you're starting um, to, to scale user, user acquisition campaigns, I think that the time comes when you find the stability, when you are seeing that performance is in a good place, that costs are stable and you're reaching your target KPIs. That is, of course, the, the more important part. And that's when you might need to, to think, where should I make the next move? So if there is this enough space to continue growing in the same network, uh, you should go for it, of course. But um, I, I mean, it, it will be much cheaper than opening new channels. But I think that it's also a, a great moment to start thinking about testing new ones, like new networks and new partners, uh, because I think it's super important to diversify your acquisition strategy and don't rely just on one partner. So in terms of scale, I, I, I will go uh, there. Um, but well, of course, uh, we all know that opening, an, opening a new challenge, channel has its challenge. Uh, first of all, you might need uh, an important amount of money to make the first test. And uh, a new network uh, all, always needs installs and events in, in great volumes to, to learn and to, to go through the, the learning phase. And this is a kind of investment. So probably probably you won't see any good results at the beginning uh, or even the first month. Um, and I think another thing super important to consider is the creative, like the, the, the resources you have. Um, in my opinion, you should never try a new network with the creatives you already have and like you sit in another network. I mean, in some cases, the creatives are quite similar and in terms of concepts and maybe there is a little, just a change in the format. But for example, uh, and, and, and I made this mistake, of course, <laughs> trying, I don't know, a Facebook ad video in TikTok uh, won't get you uh, like good results or at least 
not the best results you can have. So this doesn't mean that it won't work, of course, but it won't be the like the ideal scenario for testing. So the, the, this part, I think there are these two things in terms of, of the budget and the, the, the creatives are super important. And so in few words, Try not to expect expect much of a new channel if you have low budget or, or few time um, and and your and if you don't have your, the creative resources to 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 adapt every creative to each network. Um, I think to have a clear conclusion conclusion if the network works, you should give of course time and and a lot of effort. Um, to to not be disappointed at like at first sight and to say okay okay this this doesn't work uh, let's move to another thing uh, because it may not be the time or it may not be a lot of things so I, in in my opinion all, all this is is uh, a part of the scaling the the user acquisition strategy. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of gold there in, in what you just said. Um, there's so many folks out there that uh, just give up too quick. I mean, they try a new channel and either they don't have enough cash ready and budgeted for this new channel as test budget. I mean, yeah. not expecting to see like incredible ROAS on, on that budget, as well as really taking seriously the creative side. Because as you said, um, there is such a thing as a, a network creative fit. I mean, uh, creatives that work on Facebook won't work on TikTok and Snapchat and not even talking about uh, different ad networks like Iron Source and Unity and App11 for more of the game folks out there. So that's really important. Um, when you started out, where did you, I mean, there's the question of where is my audience? And you have kind of a interesting situation where um, you can acquire um, the parents that are looking to for education stuff for their kids or kids if they're above a certain age, at least. Yeah. Uh, how did you... Uh, but what's your strategy there? Well, here in Papuma, we started, first of all, with influencers. Like we started the, the other way around, I think, mm-hmm. in, for so many other cases. Um, we, we we began to see good results uh, here in, in LATAM. Um, and, and then we, I mean, when we began with all the... the, the, the how can I say, the, the bigger strategy for, for UAE, we decided to start in Facebook. Um, we think that uh, the, the audience, uh, we, we have the uh, great resource, resources to, to target and, and the audience should be there. Um, and uh, well, we, we also decided Facebook related to the creative part, right? Because we know that we will have like um, quickly results in, sem- in terms of creative and in terms of data uh, because as, as I mentioned before, we, we started six months ago with nothing. So we have to test everything like creatives, copies, uh, data, how the data pulls from somewhere to other, the MMP and everything. So we we decided that Facebook in terms of audience cost and and like resources was the, the best, uh, the best one. But we are also testing in another network that is uh, just for, for kids, meaning that the, the, the placement is are in, in apps for kids. So we have these two parts and they behave quite differently. We are still trying to figure out uh, how valuable is they are they, and the difference in, in terms of acquisition. Uh, but yes, we, we, we have these both sides. And, and of course, as, as you mentioned, the, the audience, you need to go to, to, to the right place where your audience is and it's 
like super important and well for this you have to define the the audience properly right yeah definitely and you're a subscription app right so um that i guess that the main kpi for each of these campaigns is uh subscribers right or is there or there are also in-app purchases that aren't a subscription no of course uh Our main KPI is actually the subscription, but well, we have a lot of different actions that we are measuring uh, through the, the along the, the, the user funnel. Um, but yes, the, our main KPI is, is the subscription and then we, we work for the renew, renewal, right? Yeah, for sure. And we'll talk a bit more about data and how to get it and, and the challenges for a subscription app these days, uh, post iOS 14.5 and everything. Uh, I just say that it's really interesting to test these two audiences and uh, I I talked with a few folks in the past that had the same situation where they can they can acquire um, the the kids that actually play the game and then they say uh, mom dad I want I want to pay uh, to get this app which is one thing that can be uh, very effective if done right and the other side is actually acquiring the parents that are looking to um, You know ensure that their kids are doing something educational um when they play the, their phones instead of something uh um, not so educational or not so uh, productive so uh it's really interesting um I, I want to talk a bit about uh, the creative strategy and uh, the creative testing strategy um and, and of course you mentioned the team that you work with design um and do you have somebody specifically that works on the aso side for creative testing on on the app store um well right now we have like we are working all together we along with the growth team to mm-hmm. um with we work the the ua strategy in in terms of creatives and we work the as So strategy, like we have all hands on it. But well, to talk a little bit more about the, the creative start strategy, uh, we, we, we need to think, of course, and we all in, in both teams, I mean, in, in the whole company, uh, we, we must know cre- clearly the, 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 the core value proposition. Uh, that's, that's, I think, the, the point to, to start. Um, mainly, as, as we talked before, to understand our audience, like who are, are we talking to? We need to, to understand their, their interest, interests and their way of life, their needs. And, and well, uh, the biggest question, and as, as we said, uh, where can we find them? Um, so that's, uh, I think, the, the main like, key point for our creative strategy. Uh, I think uh, ads, it's a great place to, to test new and different value propositions, as I mentioned, or even the same value proposition from different angles. So uh, I think here is where testing begins. Um, creatives have always been key to performance. And I think with all everything we lost in terms of data, it's beca- it has become even more important. And we actually, as I mentioned, work with a designer that is uh, specialized in marketing videos for user acquisition. So he, he just developed all the, the, the amazing a- animations of, of the videos. And we work super close with the content team that is that, that is in charge to develop the, the creative concepts of the ads. Uh, as I mentioned, we have these value propositions that we, we work, all the team work along. And then we need to uh, like take uh, different um, concepts or, or angles, as, as I mentioned, of these value propositions to test. Because as, as we spoke, like 
how should I communicate to the parents to sell all these huge uh, catalog that we offer? As, as I mentioned, Papumba has uh, yoga videos uh, to for for parents to do it with their kids and for kids by 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 themselves. We have a lot of educational games. Uh, we have reading. We have uh, like. Um, audiobooks to to go to sleep for bedtime routines and a lot of different uh, value proposition that is super difficult to like communicate them in like 30 seconds of, of an ad so um yes we, we work really close with the with the content team and in in terms of campaign structure to be honest, I, I can tell you many different ways about how to create the, this, this campaign structure or how much time the ads should run or how many ads uh, should compete at the same time. But I think that at the end of the day, this is up to every marketer and every company because you have to take into account uh, the budget and the creative resources you have. Um, so I will move from there. But yes, what I can tell you is that testing is a must and it should be nonstop. Um, it doesn't matter what, uh, something I learned in the past like two years is that it doesn't matter how nice and produced is your ad, uh, you need to test without hesitation. Like for example, here in Papumba right now, we define like, as I mentioned, six different value propositions and we are testing the, these different angles, meaning we try just different messages or different ways to communicate these, these value proposition um, and at this point we don't care much about the colors the elements the characters or the design itself uh, we just uh, leave these iterations to come after when we find the the best angle for for each selling proposition uh, so that's a little bit our our creative strategy and that, that we manage we we try to do it like constantly again it depends a lot of the of the budget you have because when when you start like opening different campaigns, different ad sets, different ads, uh, you need budget, you need time, and um, you can take conclusions in, in like one day or two days. You need at least I think a week to to test a creative, and and of course to to see how how then the, the users react, right? Because you can get a lot of cheap installs and and a lot of volume, but maybe you don't have any subscription there. So um, the, the, going back to the, the, the KPIs we, we analyze here in the creative uh, level, uh, I think the more important are CTRs, IPM and CVRs. And that's, I think that's the data that you can look like the, in super, super quick and super easy. Um, we, of course, then take a look at the install rate that I think here is where the, the as you mentioned, ASO here is where the store leasing show off. Um, as we might be all, we are already creating our custom pro pages um, in some way to, to, to complete our creative strategy. Th that's something I want to ask about. So yeah. can you walk us th through like an insight that you learned, like you're testing these six value propositions and different ways to communicate them. Uh, by the way, I totally agree with you that the creative uh, journey has an impact on downstream metrics. Uh, it's pretty easy to, to, to understand. I mean, if you acquire a user, let's say with messaging around uh, the, the yoga uh, videos, uh, I like yoga. 
uh, I have a daughter that likes uh, yoga as well. She just uh, learned yoga in in kindergarten. Now every time I just say yoga, she just do like a um, downward facing dog. Really cute. <laughs> uh, so let's say that that's what caught me. And I'm, I'm downloading that. Of course, that's the part uh, that I look for. And if it's gated or behind a subscription, uh, I'll probably, uh, if it's really valuable to me, I would probably uh, pay for it. Uh, but if I didn't know it existed, uh, maybe I wouldn't do the same thing. So the creatives and the messaging there has a huge impact on downstream metrics. But you start talking about like completing the funnel and it's pretty new because it's uh, in the past uh, for folks doing user acquisitions a year, two years ago, um, the app store page was a given. You had to choose one per country. Uh, and if you had the messaging in the creatives that talked about uh, ebooks or yoga, uh, they would still have to go to the same landing page on the app store um, and you would lose some people there because maybe you talked about like, uh, some exclusive yoga videos, uh, something really amazing. They go to the app store page and they don't see any of that. So they're confused. Where is that yoga? Am I installing the right app? Was the, the ad correct? Um, and I don't have to have that anymore because you can complete that funnel with the same messaging on the app store side uh, and on the ad creative side. So do you have any learning that, you've, uh, that you got from testing that you're going to implement in, in this funnel? Like as one holistic funnel? Okay, yes, as, as I mentioned, I think this is a a huge and an, an important part for the, the the whole this whole creative strategy. Right now, we are still working on the on 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 all the 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 different uh, versions of the the custom pro pages and related to to each value propositions we are communicating. Um, but I think the the these CPPs are a great opportunity in two ways. Uh, first of all, as as you mentioned, like testing different messages become more relevant as we have now the chance to to as as, as you said to show in the store specifically what users saw in the ad. Um, and and to manage all the, the whole the whole thing, uh, it may be I don't know a feature or some limit content or a, as you mentioned the, the specifically the yoga videos that that we offer in the app. Um, and on, I think on the other hand the, the other important thing uh, that is that it's a huge opportunity to gain back some attributed data. And mm, uh, yeah. I, I have like, like my hopes are really up <laughs> in with this topic. But uh, if data is, is extensive enough, uh, there is a, a, like a new way to see performance results exclusively for iOS campaigns. Of course, I think there will be limitations. Uh, I, I I need to say that. But uh, right now, every data point that that we can that attribute to a campaign will be uh, super helpful. But but yes, I, I I right now I have no of course no conclusion. On, on conclusions on this on this topic, we are starting to 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 gather all all, all that we need to know and and to create um, about these custom pro pages. But uh, again, in the moment we are where we lost a lot uh, for for iOS users, uh, this is a great resource and I think is a must as as well as the pro page optimization uh, feature that that came out in in Apple uh, is is a must in every user acquisition and growth strategy and um, so we are taking care of it uh, at, and I know we we are super anxious to to try it yes yeah yeah it's it's uh I've been we've been working as a team here with uh, a lot of developers on starting to adopt custom product pages and as you said and I'll use it as a segue to talk a bit about data um 
custom product pages does allow you to uh, glean back into some data that you lost. Uh, it's um, if I take a step back, basically in the past you saw used an MMP, you saw raw asset and ad level uh, that was deterministic attribution. Now there's a few uh, um, different opinions on that, whether it was really deterministic or was it always probabilistic and it wasn't ever 100% accurate, but you, you got a good uh, grasp on the performance of each campaign at certain ads uh, down to the rawest level. Now uh, you lost that and everything became uh, like kind of a probabilistic game with uh, without like clear results on ROAS at uh, an ad creative level for sure. At a campaign level, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's, it's a bit better. Uh, you have SK ad network that gives you some more data, but that is really limited to uh, just installs and very early signs of uh, of downstream activity because uh, they, they do report some uh, conversion values for the first uh, 24 hours. But again, if somebody subscribed to your app a week after they opened the app for the first time, uh, you would never know that through SK Ad Network. Now, custom product pages actually have now in App Store Connect uh, there are dimensions. So you can basically see sales um, at a custom product page level, and it's cohorted for the first time ever, uh, which makes me think that Apple took a lot of things away, but they're starting to give back some some of that power back straight to the hands of, of uh, UA people and, and marketers. Because uh, if, if you can do cohorted revenues at a custom product page, and you know which campaign went to which custom product page, you can basically get aggregated and accurate, 100, almost 100% accurate, you know, maybe there's going to be some bugs here and there, but it's almost 100% accurate data uh, on the return on ad spend on your campaign, uh, which is real. So that's really exciting. And and by talking with, uh, with different teams, they started seeing people, even before they think about uh, the impact of having a cohesive funnel in terms of ad creative and the creatives on the store page, just by using duplicated custom product pages, uh, and using them with different campaigns, they can get that attribution data from Apple, which is really, really exciting. Um, so I, I want to ask you, how are you currently measuring, I mean, as a subscription app, uh, the value of your campaigns, uh, given it's it's kind of a, a very high value event that is happening, I would assume, not in the first 24 hours, or maybe it is, I'll just ask you, I would say, how, how are you measuring campaigns right now? Yes, well, uh, as, as I mentioned before, of course, our like our main KPI is actually the subscriptions and then, of course, the, the renewals. Um, but there are a lot of different actions that we can measure and optimize towards to all along the, the user funnel. Um, as you mentioned, the most valuable events, uh, such as subscription and, and the renewals, are completely lost now with the SCAT network attribution, at least for, for iOS, of course. Uh, these events happen way after the 24 hours post-install. So even if the user follows the, the regular flow of, of the app, it, 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 that won't, those events won't happen. The subscription won't happen in the first 24 hours. Um, so we mainly focus on all the events or actions that we can measure on the first day of the user experience, such as finishing the onboarding, sign up, starting the demo. We offer a demo day um, to every user that, 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 that 
pass through the, the paywall. And of course, the, the trial, that is, I think, the, the most important one. Um, so like I said, the, the sign up and the trial are the most valuable actions uh, to measure for us. Uh, sign up, I think, is critical. It's like a critical step for every app. And I mean, first party data became super important right now that we lost our capabilities to to reach then these users uh, through a marketing campaign. So uh, we we... We care a lot about the, the, the user sign up. Uh, and of course, it's like, uh, it's a must uh, to, 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 to then go, go through the app. Um, so at a campaign level, I think there are two important parts that you should consider to, to measure the, the success of the campaigns. And you can measure, measure them differently. Uh, on one hand, uh, all the creative side, where you look, as I mentioned before, to the CTR, the IPM, the CBR, the engagement, the ads had. And here, I think it's where you can take action in the creative testing, of course. And there are a lot of ways to, to, to gather uh, enough data from the networks, from the MMP. I think it's data that is in, in real time almost. So uh, you can work a lot there. Uh, and we are focusing a lot in the in the creative part. And on the other hand, you have all the like the conversion rates uh, where you must analyze uh, every step of the user journey to see uh, mostly where the drop are. Uh, we, we, in, the, in the subscription is super clear the, the funnel. Uh, of course, at some, sometimes the, the, the users follow different funnels, but well, the funnel is, is super clear and we have uh, the, the conversion rates uh, like analyzed. So although this, this part is, is pretty difficult to, to measure like properly in terms of attribution. I think you can still gather data from the stores and from your backend to, to analyze trends and evolutions. I, I, I might mention this a lot because <laughs> we, we we find our, our, our way in through data by measuring these, these trends and evolutions. So I think that the best way to analyze performance right now is to compare like apples with apples. Uh, you choose it like trends from blended or attributed data or any data you have, uh, how it evolves and how it changes uh, when you compare it to, to uh, I mean, to, to the changes you made in the campaigns and to 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 all the things you are implemented uh, from from the marketing partly. The, 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 I said yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's really, really smart. That's really, really smart. They think that that's the, what the smartest marketing uh, teams are doing right now. Uh, some call it media mix modeling. I'm not sure about this word anymore. Uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it gets thrown a lot these days and, and it does exist and it does require a lot of data science work to get it right. There's a much simple, a more simple answer. Like instead of being stuck in this uh, endless um I don't know, journey to get the data science right and everything super accurate. You can just look at trends over time, uh, compare it to the dates and the times where you uh, did some changes in your marketing campaigns and see how it affected the trends. Okay, so you won't get deterministic attribution that gives you 100% of, of reality, but you'll get a good understanding of what you're doing is working or not. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's what I think. And, and hopefully, I, as I said, I mean, I think Apple will give you some more tools in the future to get uh, to at least add another data point or another data source to the mix of uh, the things you take into account to make uh, decisions on the UA side uh, with custom product pages and probably some more other things uh, um, in the future. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, uh, 
we 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 try to of course we work super close with our uh, data team and and of course uh, also with the the product team uh, we like develop our our little <laughs> I, how can i say it we develop our own um, cost metrics uh, to measure performance because uh, as 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 you mentioned we have a lot of time where we wanted like i wanted to 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 have everything like it was before and we have to like let go all this <laughs> all that and sure. and say okay we have this data from here from there and from there and what can we do with this data how should we look uh, at, at this data and analyze and take action um as i mentioned before we we take these these different cost metrics that we try to 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 manage in, in in this time, and with this picture, we we compare it to to the the, the performance of the campaigns because we still have the CPMs, we have as I mentioned before the CTRs, the IPMs, and well, you know, the, in your log, your changes in the campaigns, and if you if you increase the budget, if you increase the bids, if you change a, a creative uh, or or add some more creative, so you have all the all this log, and you can compare compare it to, to to the trends that you see in your blended data. Um, I think again the the blended data and the the, the conversion rates are the most important thing uh, for us at least right now. Um, just an example for uh, when we started in in some in different geos we start seeing that um, the of course the insult volume increased a lot. Um, Meaning, we, we we went from organic to organic and uh, acquisition, and well, you you saw the, the the lift there in installs, and when we turn around, the 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 signups, the, there was a lift in signups, and there was a lift in trials, and after one week, we saw a week over week growth in subscriptions. So we we just said. Oh, is this a coincidence <laughs> or I, I don't think so because it, it happens when when I when we all have the, the all the data points of course we saw that acquired users uh, perform differently differently than of course organic users um, but here we, we saw that the, the, the conversion rate rates week by week are stable and maybe there is some drop in some different NGOs, but the, the conversion rates were stable, so we we got to think, okay, we are doing something something right. So again, we we go back and and see all the data, and we say, okay, we we just need to focus right now in in the creatives and in increasing our CTR and our engagement in order to decrease our CPIs, to decrease our costs, to start looking at different geos where we can buy with less budget to grow quickly quickly so that's that that's a little bit of of how we are doing things right now but yes uh, again we we all lost uh, a lot uh, and i think we are all struggling and with a lot of headaches uh, for for this topic yeah i'm sure that um there's going to be more tools and it's going to be easier uh, in 2022 uh to manage this new um I would call it a data-driven decision-making process for uh, for UA, but I think that's the way to do it. What, what you did, because the funny thing that that I thought about while uh, you mentioned the the subscription numbers going up a few weeks after the installs uh, went up, is that uh, the, uh, like the direct attribution that we, that you would do right now, let's say SKN network, would basically 
if you try to optimize for conversion values, it would show you that this campaign is not generating anything because they wouldn't capture the conversion yeah. values. And then someone that is taking making decisions based on that data uh, would conclude that this campaign is not working. But looking at things over time and, and in a more holistic way with blended figures would show you that, of course, you're doing something right and you're growing the business. So um, that, I, I think that's the way to, to do things uh, right now. Um, we are uh, running a bit out of time. So I want to ask you uh, a few last questions that we ask uh, all of our guests. Um, first one sure. is that if you could give just one tip to somebody, an aspiring UA person that wants to get into the industry today with everything that's going around, uh, what would uh, a good tip be? Okay, so I will say, uh, don't be afraid to test and don't get scared too quickly. I think there are a lot of things to do to improve results and you should keep testing and iterating without hesitation. Awesome. And uh, in terms of content recommendation, uh, do you have any favorite mobile growth resources that you uh, read, people that you follow that, that you want to share with uh, the audience? Um, I, I follow and read a lot from Demand Curve and also from Mobile Dev Memo. Yes, mm-hmm. I, I read a lot from there. Awesome. Eric Sofert uh, writes uh, a lot of smart things. Um, and lastly, but mo- most importantly, um, given that we're in mobile growth and pancakes, uh, what's your favorite flavor of pancake or a food that resembles pancake? That's uh, for uh, folks that don't eat pancakes. Okay, that, that's easy for me. So I, I would say... Uh, Pancakes with dulce de leche uh, here mm. in Argentina. It, it, it can't be another way. <laughs> yeah, my favorite uh, flavor, dulce de leche. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yes. Since I was a kid, I mean, I had an Argentinian nanny that uh, used to give me a lot of dulce de leche. And since then, uh, that's my favorite flavor. Yeah. The best. Awesome. Cool. And finally, if people want to chat with you on UA, everything we talked about, um, life, where can they find you? I think the, the, the best is LinkedIn. Yes, I'm, I'm always connected there. Cool. So we'll have the link to your LinkedIn in the description of the episode. Cool. So thank you very much. It was uh, real fun, Maka. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And thanks again for the opportunity to be here. Thank you. We'll chat soon. And that was Mobile Growth and Pancakes. To find out more about StoreMaven and how we can improve App Store performance, visit storemaven.com. And then make sure to search for Mobile Growth and Pancakes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found, and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Stormaven, thanks for listening.